Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a wonderful film and some yerba mate. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I'm not a huge car guy. I, I do enjoy fast drive now and then, but I don't I don't have a huge hankering to like collect cars and I don't aspire to have a really really nice car when I grow up. I hear people talk about like air-cooled engines on Porsches and stuff and and I hear people talk about the history behind cars and it's just not something that's super compelling, at least not not in my life. But I did recently see the film Ford vs Ferrari. And this, this changed a little bit for me. So in the film, it's depicting the Ford Motor Company as essentially taking on Ferrari in the 24-hour Le Mans. And essentially what they do is make this supercar, the Ford GT40. Now, I found out about the Ford GT40 a long time ago um, when I was in college, but I didn't really know the story behind it. And watching this film was so amazing. I mean, it's super well done. Matt Damon's in it, and he's a great actor. And, and it was just, I won't do it justice by explaining it. But there were some points in that film that, that made me take a step back. And one of them was when Matt Damon, who's playing Carol Shelby, takes out the owner of Ford at the time, one of the Ford sons. I think it was his, uh, Henry Ford's great-grandson. He takes him out into the GT40, and he's attempting to persuade him that the GT40 is such a high-end race car that you can't really put it in the hands of a bad driver because Matt Damon was, of course, trying to argue for his selection for the driving, and the owner of Ford didn't agree with him at the time. So he takes him out. And he's taking him around this airstrip that has Cone set up like a faux track, right? And they've essentially rented out an air hangar and this whole, this whole landing strip. And he, they like ram him into the GT40 because it's this tiny little race car and this man's very large. They get him in there and Matt Damon lights it up. And you're seeing the car go around the track from the perspective of the bystanders. And at one point, one of the one of the auto techs says, this is about the point when the uninitiated soil themselves. Because you realize that Matt Damon is going so fast and he's driving the car like very few people can that for somebody who's not used to that and doesn't understand what's happening would literally lose control of their bowels. And so it cuts back into a shot in the car where you see this overweight kind of apathetic bureaucrat that that owns owns Ford Motor Company holding on for dear life and Matt Damon is again just laying into it and the Ford guy starts to say oh and, you, and he's like oh and you think he's going to say oh no or like wet himself and he doesn't he doesn't in this moment he's saying oh yeah like you realize that he's he is blown away, but embracing this experience, as terrifying as it is, and out, as, out of control as he is. And 
Matt Damon slams the car into park and then, you know, finally stops. And the Ford guy starts weeping. And again, you're seeing this overweight, kind of pathetic character that you don't really care for weeping. You thought he was going to wet himself, and he didn't. And he starts weeping. And Matt Damon's trying to get his attention. He's like, sir, you know, sir. And he's trying to get his attention. And the Ford guy starts talking. And you realize he's saying, if only his dad or granddad could have seen this. If only they could have experienced it. And you realize the owner of Ford is not terrified, but he's proud. He's proud of what his company has done. He, he feels that his dad and his granddad would be proud of what he has helped the company become. It was a very, very beautiful scene that, that was great to watch and I mean, obviously, it stuck in my head. That changed my idea of cars. That changed my idea. I left that movie thinking, gosh, I would just, I could never afford it. But man, to own a car like that, you would just be owning a piece of history. Like you would, seeing this movie just inspired me. I was like, yes. Oh, I would love to just be in that car at some point. And recently I started working on an essay with a student about this collection of Yerba Mate cans that he has in his room. And he collects them. He says, this is my collection. And we started talking about writing an essay about the nature of each of the cans. Like he drank this can and then he went and did this. And he drank this can and it inspired him to do this. And he was crammed for a test and he drank this can and he got, you know, like an A or a B or whatever. But each of the cans, in essence, in the essay would symbolize the experience that that, that can led him to having. Or that ex- the experience that was tied to that, again, that can of tea. Your Monte's caffeinated, gets you going. As silly as it sounds to compare these two things, I think one grossly outweighs the other as far as value. Because after I talked about this essay with a student, I couldn't stop thinking about the Ford versus Ferrari film. I couldn't stop thinking about my desire to have a piece of that history, to have a GT40. And it instantaneously struck me as so bananas that I would want to own a piece of somebody else's history. Because the thing that really inspired me to to think about owning one of those cars, and again, it's impossible that I ever would. They're like $500,000. The thing that inspired me was the experience that was portrayed in that film, right? The commitment, the drive, the sacrifice, all of the things, the pride that the owner of Ford had when they produced the car, all of these things made me want to own that car and, and in essence own a piece of that history. That's not my history though. That experience is not mine. I don't, I don't work on cars. I wasn't a mechanic for Ford. I was not part of that 
that experience or the inception or the drive or the commitment, any of these things, that's not my history. But here I was wanting to buy one of those so I could somehow be connected to that. And here my student has yerba mate cans, empty cans on a shelf in his room. And those represent his history as unimpressive and as lame as that sounds. There's just his history. It's like, look, this one was this, this one was this. What does it matter what they were though? What does it matter if it was a test or him asking somebody out or him drinking a can and making his parents dinner? What does it matter how unimpressive those events seem? He's collecting his history. He's proud of the things that he has done. That's what he's collecting. It cost him something to have that experience. It meant something to him. All I was thinking about doing was purchasing a stupid car. And yes, it's not a stupid car. Fine, I get it. But nobody can deny the fact that I do not deserve to have a piece of the history that that car represents. If Carol Shelby's descendants want to own that car, I get that. Okay, if the people that worked on that car want to own one or their family wants to own one, I get that. That's not me. And what I think we have become obsessed with is owning pieces of other people's histories and ideas and philosophies. It's why we have Disney buttons, because they represent an idea or a concept or an experience that somebody else came up with. And we collect these little buttons, or we collect movie paraphernalia, or we connect, you know, band posters. I didn't come up with that music. Say I get a Pink Floyd poster or, or a poster of Star Wars. I have one in my class right now with Luke Skywalker looking at me with a blaster. I didn't come up with Luke Skywalker. I didn't come up with the Star Wars series. I didn't do that. I don't own any piece of that. That's not my history. And I think people put too much weight on the value of things that aren't theirs, the value of the history that's not yours. Because we're not focused on making our own history. We're not focused on doing things on a daily basis that will inspire us tomorrow. We'll look back on today and say, I did something awesome yesterday. I want to remember that and I want to best it today. I don't want a GT40. I don't want a fast car. I want to find a way to do something in my life that I can look back on and be as inspired by as I was by that film. And more than anything, I don't ever again want to forget the difference between my history and inspiring history that belongs to someone else. So the next time you're inspired by someone else, wonderful. But don't for a second stop thinking about a way that you can inspire yourself. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone. And please do remember, the essay classes are lining up daily as our SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up.